0: listening to On the Couch with Carly. Carly's couch is a safe space to talk. I'm a psychologist, but I'm not your pipe-smoking, tweed-wearing stereotype. Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Couch with Carly. Today, I want to talk to you about taboos. And I think it's a really relevant subject because It feels like since I started my blog in 2013, people have associated me with sex. (laughs) And so I wanted to talk about that and I wanted to talk about all the things that are taboo that we talk about in therapy, that me and my clients talk about in therapy, that people talk about in therapy, and to talk a little bit about the notion of taboo and why it's relevant to therapy, and why we're so interested in hearing about all things taboo. So, <laughs> to start from the beginning, let's talk about sex, baby. Um, I started when I started the the blog. Initially, I I I used to open. It up for people to ask me questions. I had like a contact form and you could ask me anything and I would reply to you, usually not sharing any of your details. It would be like an anonymous kind of agony aunt type vibe where I would uh, talk about whatever it was that you wanted to talk about. And so I would kind of use the question as a, as a stimulus for an entire Um, blog post or I would just simply answer the question directly if it was needing that kind of an answer Um, and one of the things I always said from the beginning is I'll talk about sex I'll talk about anything and because I mentioned that I think people thought cool she wants to talk about sex okay look I think I also did a few like specific blog posts around sex and that became um Something I was known about, known for. Sorry, and um, and it's. I think it really set me apart because although there are amazing sex therapists, sexologists, doing incredible work in this country. Um, I mean, I can think of Doctor Eve, for example, who's like on the radio and has on the TV and is very well known for talking about all things sex. Um, I think that at the time, there was something still quite enticing and 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 appealing about maybe a young person who's who's more open about talking about sex um and so still to this day people say to me oh aren't you that sex therapist and I'm not a sex therapist sex is not my spe- specialty I have not studied anything in, in terms of sex or sex health sex sexual health um, and I don't deal directly with sexual problems in my in my work so this is not a This is not a podcast about sex therapy and it's not a podcast about dealing with sexual health concerns. There are other more experienced and um, better equipped practitioners out there who deal with these sort of things. My discussion today is about sex and other taboos in terms of its um, energy in therapy, in terms of the feeling you get in a therapy process that that kind of manages to cross uh, the threshold of of that you know that which we speak about, which is kind of taboo or beyond the normal realm of of content, you know. And I and I and I want to say that because I think it's really important to know that when you come to a therapist, that I think it's really important that you should feel comfortable to talk about absolutely anything. And where else is there a space for you to go to speak to someone who you can talk about all of your deepest, darkest secrets, um, desires, fantasies, um, anything that really is... Not what you would normally disclose to a, a friend or a family member, um, something that that really speaks to you, it speaks to your identity, speaks to something about who you are and what you're about, that maybe isn't that comfortable or isn't really um, kind of normalized in conventional. Cultures, or you know, in in social in social settings, and I think that that's really really important. Um, so one of the benefits of therapy is that you get that space, and that your therapist should be comfortable to be able to speak with you and sit with you while you speak about parts of yourself that you would not speak about with anyone else, and that ends up being discussing taboo subjects. And so therapy is very often, well, I wouldn't say it's often, but it can be, um, it can involve discussions around taboo subjects. And um, I think people are really interested in that. I think people are always going to be interested in the taboo. Um, It just... It's just obvious that that which we are supposed to not be interested in becomes interesting to us, um, and so we we are really kind of always on the back foot, um, trying to find ourselves and find our individuality um, in the context of culture and in the context of um, normative social like like social norms. So I think that's why it's really interesting to explore yourself and at least kind of conceptually or theoretically or cognitively, psychologically, um, to explore yourself and to explore aspects of yourself and aspects of your identity or aspects of of who you are in a safe space like a therapy office. Um, but being able to do so by actually going, you know, into areas that would not be otherwise explored so it's it's kind of a new frontiers of yourself so i um i always had this idea of doing a podcast and the title would be um i'll tell you when you're older and the reason for this is because when i was little and i heard my parents talking about something that was of an adult nature i thought it was really interesting because there's something about this the child in in you know growing up and and being a child and not being privy to to the adult world and not being privy to a bunch of um, themes that you only then discover later on in life. And although obviously therapy can be done with children and adolescents, the therapy that I do mostly is with adults. And so it's it's always very important to think about. That process of of suddenly or not so suddenly becoming aware of adult themes and and knowing yourself through those adult those adult themes, so discovering yourself through the context of adult themes, and um, yeah, I'll tell you when you're older, you know, the, the the idea that what you once were not privy to, what you were once um, inexperienced with you then later become more experienced with and i think sex is such an obvious example the people that come to my my therapy office and are speaking about these themes in in therapy are adults and it's and it's really um it's it's really true to say that just because you're now adult and you now are able to access these this these worlds really these worlds of 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 tab- of taboo so the what was taboo when you were a child is now no longer taboo. You're allowed to drink. You're allowed to have sex. You're allowed to, um, you know, decide what kind of adult are you. What kind of themes speak to you in your life? Um, but but yet we still find that there's so much um, conflict around that. It's so difficult for many people to express themselves. Um, openly and honestly about who they are and then specifically around taboo subjects. So we still find, and, and you'll, you'll recognize this in, your, in yourself, you still find it's very hard for people to talk about what they like sexually, or what they fantasize about, or what they, what they desire. And it's still very hard for people to um, see themselves as sexual beings, or as having um, sexual appetites. I think there's obviously a gendered Element to this, I think it's definitely you know as I said, we have to fight the culture, we have to fight um, social norms, and for women, there is lot a lot more oppression, and it takes a lot more for a woman to express herself because of the fact that there's been so much um, that you know so much has been done to keep women suppressed um, and to not allow women to express themselves sexually. So, we've, so we see that even more so with, with women, um, but even with men who are, according to the popular culture, given free reign to have sexual needs, sexual desires, you know, the the, the image of a man just sort of like roaming around the earth looking for people to have sex with is a, is a kind of common one and, and it's unfortunate and it's fueling rape culture and all of that and I, I, I highly problematize it, but what i'm trying to say is that nevertheless even though this is su- such a such a standard narrative that doesn't mean that every man feels 100% comfortable with his sexuality i can tell you for a fact that many men struggle to articulate their sexuality and have and and within that is so much nuance that they that you know that there may be a certain expectation on men to to be a certain way Sexually, but then that just dis- that excludes a whole range of possibilities, and that for for many people it's that that is so tricky. Is this is that there is an expectation of how I'm supposed to perform, or there's an expectation of how, what I'm supposed to like sexually? And if I if I if what I actually like feels taboo, feels like something. I'm not allowed to like or I'm not supposed to be interested in. Then I suppress that, I repress that, I push that down. I don't show that to people. I struggle to even tell myself that I like that. And I sp- I spend the whole of my life trying to convince myself that I'm that I like the thing I'm supposed to like. And 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 it involves a huge amount of psychological maneuvering in order to do that. And so therapy can often be the space where you can come and disclose the the aspects of yourself that you that you are not even sure you're allowed to be you know the the parts of yourself that that are kind of on the corners on the fringes of 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 your identity and i think that that's really exciting because my take on sexuality, and this is my take, and this is not, I'm not saying this is scientifically proven or that there's research to back this or whatever, but this is my take on sexuality. I think sexuality is very deeply connected with one's sense of vitality. So the more connected to your own sexuality you are, and the more integrated your sexuality is with who you are, so the more you are able to be with yourself and all the Parts of yourself, including how you feel about your sexual needs and how you feel about yourself, you know, during sex or in sex or in sexual relationships, has a huge role to play in how you feel about life, how you feel about your capacity to engage in life and to enjoy life, and to and to see um, life and and as something that you can that you can nourish yourself with you know that that there is a sense of I'm I have these needs and I'm and I'm allowed to have these needs met and I and I um, know that that in meeting these needs I am alive to life it's it's not a it's the, the opposite of that is basically cutting yourself off from your desire to such a degree that you actually aren't even able to enjoy life anymore you aren't even able to to take in life you feel Almost dead to life. So you're you're living. You're going through your emotions. You you're living your life, but you're but you're cut off from a kind of vitality, a kind of um, sense of, I, I suppose, excitement. But just you know, connection with one's life force, and that's how I see sexuality. So when I when a client comes to me and they want to talk about their sexuality, I see it almost like them using sexuality or using sex as a as a medium to, to describe to me their connection with their life force and, and and it's a great way to um to almost it's a great way to connect with that person's sense of themselves and their the sense of their connection to life itself if that makes sense um so that's that's how I like to see it and that's how I like to work with it but Of course, in order to do that, you have to um, talk to me about what your thoughts and feelings are in terms of sex. And that can be hugely confrontational and difficult. And I think there's a lot of shame connected to sex. I think, you know, thanks to religion, thanks to culture, thanks to, um, you know, to be honest, mostly religion, we, and you know, and this is then obviously carried on in families you know our parents and grandparents teach us that sex is bad somehow along the lines we're taught that sex is bad um and that sexual desire is bad and that um having unpure thoughts you know all of that and that interferes a lot with this work so sometimes we have to do a lot just to get to a point where we can even start to talk about it and um and that's and that's why I think it's so important to discuss taboo subjects in therapy because there is um, an access point. There is this gap that we have to bridge. You know, we have to then reach each other, and the only way to do that is to is to manage the the fear around what if you see me in a different way now? What if I what if I spoil my image? Um, of myself by, by by admitting these things. And so there's lots of fantasies of purity and there's fantasies of um, saintliness and all of these things that we've been taught through religion and other, and other cultural practices that give us the idea that if we connect with our sexual energy and our sexuality, we are sullied, we are dirty, we are, um, you know, there's something... Amiss with us, and so that's often a huge part of it is just to break down that 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 barrier to get to a place where you can talk about it openly. And I think people are still shocked when they when they do speak to me about absolutely anything and everything, and I'm okay with it. They're kind of waiting for me to go, oh oh, oh golly gosh, you know, oh gosh. And I suppose there might be a part of me that says, oh golly gosh, but ultimately I'm here for all of it i'm here for you and all of all that you bring to the process and the parts that are the most alive and the most exciting are the parts where you um are kind of sharing and connecting with ele- elements of yourself that you haven't ever connected with before and 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 there is such incredible it's i mean that really is the birthplace of growth and um and transformation is when you can actually risk bringing things um that you would never normally bring to another person and share those things with 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 me and and risk actually f- i suppose that one of the fantasies or one of the fears is is that bringing an aspect of yourself out into the open that has only ever been shrouded in shame might risk losing me you know and i and i think that's a, such a a primitive fear is that if we show our true selves we will be abandoned, um, and I think so much of why you know so much of why people only talk to me and wouldn't tell their their partners even some of the things they say they, they feel and they think is is that is that they really do fear that they're going to risk this relationship, which obviously means a lot to them. Um, and if you're interested, there's a fabulous um, podcast by Esther Perel, and she she's a really she's a kind of absolute game changer she's a brilliant psychologist she's really, she's written a brilliant book but she really does speak about this a lot is this idea of the erotic and how it, it if it's not you know if it's if you, if if your erotic fantasies are not compatible with your partner's erotic fantasies you can really find that it it can create a lot of distance in a relationship no matter how much um, emotional intimacy there is if um because when we when we connect with our erotic, we're not connecting with the nice parts of ourselves necessarily. You know, we're connecting with the not so nice parts of ourselves. And that's really interesting. And I think that just is a great segue for me to talk about, the, you know, the nature of taboo and why I think it is so important in therapy. And that is in therapy, it's really important that you feel you can bring all of you into the space. And that includes your good parts and your bad parts and you know your 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 nice parts and your not so nice parts and i think we've got all sorts of fears and associations with with the with the idea that we have to be all good and um and that we're not lovable if we if we actually show people the parts of us that aren't so nice or aren't so good. And, you know, Freud actually talked about this as well. Yeah, good old Freud here. So Freud always said, you know, the, that human beings have these drives and that they are kind of like animalistic and they're underneath all of our civilization, all of it, all of our culture and all of the, the shoulds, you know, that society and culture impart on us and impose on us um there is these kind of animalistic drives and he spoke about the sex drive and the drive for aggression and that you know stripped strip any human being down and you will you will find that there are these these very raw animalistic drives and you know to put it to put it bluntly if we didn't have civilization if we didn't have the rules of society if we didn't know that there would be consequences for our behavior we'd all just be fucking and killing each other that's kind of was was freud's theory um but i think that what i what I take from that, and what I think is still useful in this day and age, is the idea that there are taboo elements of humanity. There's 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 things that we know are not socially acceptable, and things that we know are not necessarily palatable for everybody. And if we f- feel that we have got something to say that is not quite socially acceptable, not really what other people want us to to say, or to you know, they don't want us to be like that. Um, then we then we tend to kind of um, divorce those parts of ourselves. You know, we we call it um, disavow in therapy in in psychology. So if if you disavow an, a part of yourself, you, you're literally pushing that part away and and not allowing it to be part of who you are, not including it in your in your self image. And so um, what's really important in therapy is to is to have a space where you can be um, in you know, in a room with someone and you can bring all those parts out. So you can talk about wanting to hurt someone and you can talk about feeling so enraged that you wanted to throw a chair at someone's face or that you wanted to, you know, I don't know, go and have sex with your colleague because she's so sexy, but you're not going to because whatever whatever reasons society doesn't approve of it. But to just be able to express that, I think is so important that it is safe and it is okay to talk about things that that you may not do them, but just to acknowledge that maybe there's parts of you that would like to, I think is so important, you know, and and I think so like it does provide such a sense of relief and release to be able to have a space where you can offload and, um, you know, discuss behaviors or fantasies that you may not act upon, but... um, are there in your in your psyche. And I think being able to express those parts, being able to express those taboo parts of yourself um, in that way is, is liberating and it also offers an opportunity of integration. So if you have these thoughts, and maybe they're not even thoughts, but you have these feelings because drives are not even thoughts, they're feelings. They're just instinctual, sorry, instinctual, bodily experiences, like, I just want to have sex with this person. Now, if you don't express that, maybe, you know, somewhere along the line, you, you do something weird or you um, take it out on someone else. Like, let's say you're married, but you like this person at work and you'd love to have sex with her, but you won't because you're married. And then you go home and you have a fight with your wife because you, you haven't managed to, like, connect to that D- that drive you know, so you're taking it out in some other way now, what might be more helpful is to come to therapy and say, "I'm having these feelings and and then together me and you explore it and make sense of it and understand it in terms of the nature of of drives but also in terms of yourself and what it means and why do you need to feel this way right now and what is it connected to and you know to really understand it and and make sense of it and 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 then kind of incorporate it into who you are you might not then have to take it out on your wife because you you've worked through it it's not you know you're not so tortured by it in a way and i think that's really the the key here is that those things that are taboo that are not discussed or are not brought out into the open we, we kind of torture ourselves about them. In, you know, well, we don't have to, but we can. We can become um, twisted up about it, you know. So especially if they're obsessions, especially if they're recurring, especially if you feel incredibly shameful about them. And so therapy is so often about speaking about that shameful, abject stuff. So what I'm trying to say is that if you connect with those parts of yourself and, and if you can um, make peace with who you are and what you're about and, and understand that it is, that there's always the potential for grotesque and for abject and there's always the potential for that which we consider taboo um, and that that is okay, it, that it's, it doesn't make you bad, it doesn't make you unworthy, it doesn't make you, um, you know, an, unacceptable and I think that really is such an important gift is to is to look that shame in the eye and 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 really try to reckon with it so that you can go on living your life because one thing i can tell you for sure is those fringe elements of our psyche those taboo qualities they're not the whole of you they're not the only thing that makes you who you are um I mean, okay, look, if Freddy Krueger came to therapy, maybe we'd have a different story. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about everyday people and taboo. And I think that's the problem is that if we hide something away, um, it becomes this big monster, right? You know, the monster under the bed. and, And as soon as we shed light on it, as soon as we put that light on, we look under the bed and it's not there anymore. By by opening the cupboard, by checking to see what the monsters in the cupboard, they disappear, and I think that's that's really the aim of, of 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 therapy is to is to have a look, just have a look, and 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 that's what I'm about. I'm I'm curious about you. I'm wanting to know all about you. I'm wanting to open up all the cupboards and look through all the. The information, including the monsters and 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 very often once we've chatted about the monsters once we've talked it through once we've once we've um you know discussed the taboo subjects then they don't hold as much power anymore and they don't have as much um sway in terms of creating that anxiety and and then therefore having all those kind of um compensatory behaviors that come out because of that anxiety so so bottom line is. I'm all for taboo subjects. I love talking about taboo subjects, and I do believe that they are that talking about taboo subjects is liberating. Talking about sex is liberating. Getting in touch with and connecting with your sexuality is an incredible um, route to understanding yourself and connecting with life and vitality in general. Cool. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. This podcast is recorded at Edible Audio in Cape Town, South Africa. Edited by Edible Audio. Original music by Alex Smiley.